The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, the other day, Michael commented on my Instagram and was like, come upstairs. And I said, I can't, I'm drinking my ginger tea. And a bunch of you DM'd me and asked me what ginger tea. And that is peak tea. It's always peak tea because I no longer use tea bags. Tea bags contain tons of nasty ass microplastics and toxins and all this stuff that you don't want to drink. So I switched to peak tea and I'm obsessed because it's this little skinny packet. You open your tea, you pour it in, and then you put the water in. And the tea is so pure and the taste is so delicious. It doesn't need any sweetener in my opinion. My absolute favorite that I have every single morning and sometimes at night to wind down is their ginger digestion elixir. It is so delicious. It's so gingery. It's so like potent. It just tastes like real tea with no chemicals. And like I said, there's no tea bag. It's no GMO, no soy, no refined sugar, no artificial flavoring, and no junk ingredients. If you're into matcha, they also have this sun goddess matcha. I'll just put it in hot water and do some frothed almond milk. It's absolutely delicious. This is where I get my tea. They also recently launched these little vitamin C packets. So, and it has your daily dose of vitamin C. If you're going to do pure vitamin C, you want to do the one with cutting edge liposomal technology. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But basically, I found out that it helps deliver the vitamin C to your cells so you get the maximum benefits. They're absolutely adorable and give you all the vitamin C that you need. You're going to go to peaktea.com slash skinny and use code skinny at checkout to get 5% off plus free shipping on your first order. There's a reason Peak has over 15,000 five-star reviews. Try it for yourself risk-free with their 30-day satisfaction guarantee. You either love it or you get your money back. That's peaktea.com spelled P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A.com slash skinny and use code skinny for 5% off plus free shipping on your first order. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! The whole situation was a disappointment emotionally. Like if you really get to the root of it, when people are hurt, and angry it's from a place of like i wanted this out of you like uh, your mom your dad like the love that we seek from the people that we care about if you really get it down to what it is in the most vulnerable state it's just hurt and disappointment everything is that welcome back to the skinny confidential him and her show i had get the fuck out of the sun go up yesterday michael you better be careful i might be up and board and you might be sinking ship over here. Maybe I'll do another one called something else. Okay, you do know. that. You, you do know. that. Congrats are in order Thanks, for you. Thanks, honey. Um, launched another product. Yes, I launched a product. I announced it on the other podcast, my limited series, and it is the Hot Shave Razor. The Skinny Confidential has launched a face razor. We are taking the taboo-ness out of women shaving their face. And you have zero excuses now when that little one like black hair that pops out on your face protrudes, right? You tell me about it all the time, Michael. I have no excuse. I, I try to be subtle now about no, it. I try are. to just look, but now you don't really have an excuse. You got to practice what you preach here. You got to get that little black hair right off the I lip. do. I have to shave that little black hair about every three days. And then I'm a big fan of shaving peach fuzz off my face because 
as a woman, shaving your face is incredibly preventative when it comes to beauty. Fun fact, men shave their face. I have found that they age slower than women. And that is because you fuckers have been shaving your face. We're exfoliating all the time. Yeah. And now we are going to make you guys look so old when we start shaving our face. Like, look out. Cleopatra, Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe all secretly shaved their face. I've been doing it since high school. The one that I launched has refillable blades so you can pop them off so you can always use your razor and just put a new one on it, which is really nice. So you're not throwing away your whole razor. I think this is probably the first facial razor I have seen for women that you can pop the blade off. I'm very into this. I designed it so we could keep using the same razor, having it on our vanity. It's cute. It's pretty. It's pink. It has a thumbprint. It's sturdy. It's everything you want. And we're giving you a code. Use code PINKFUZZ at shopskinnyconfidential.com. You get 10% off. And I just really appreciate all you guys' messages. You've DM'd me and um, I'm very grateful. Today, we have a major reality star. She is iconic in the Bravo world. I am so excited to have her on. And she's so real and open. We have Mercedes, aka MJ from Shaws of Sunset. And she is dropping some gems. She is a mother, an entrepreneur, and a real estate agent. She's also a wife. She lives in the Hollywood Hills and she came to play. She launched a podcast with her husband, Tommy, who is absolutely hysterical. Tommy, open invite to come on with Mercedes next time. They're amazing. I'm obsessed with them. I asked them all the questions. And we really went in on this one. Yeah, we did. We had some fun. You're going to love this. You're going to love this even if you're not a reality television star fan. But I feel like after this episode, you will be. You got to watch Shaw's Sunset on Bravo. With that, let's welcome Mercedes to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I really want to introduce Michael and Tommy because I feel like they would gel. They would. And both of you guys need friends. Are you making friends in Austin? I have um, one friend and it's my chihuahua named Boone. I have no oh. friends. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I have and a we few. know you're a chihuahua lover. I have yeah. a few. No, we know. We, you, we you know, know about the, whole, the freezer situation. I, I have a hundred questions about that. <laughs> I mean, I actually was, I was talking to the person that did my makeup today and I was telling her we were interviewing you and I'm so excited. And she saw the show and she brought that up and we both have chihuahuas and we both were like, I can understand because a chihuahua is like different than a dog. It's that so was my vulnerable. Son. That was my baby. That was my first dog. And yeah, I, I mean, when I look back on that, I'm like, I'm so glad that I was so smart and so willing to just hold on for a couple more weeks. I mean, I get, I get where you're coming from. Can you give the audience context if they don't know what you're talking about? So my dad, my dad's doctor told us that we needed to get him a dog because he needed to exercise regularly. So we ended up with a chihuahua that would not leave my lap. And if he did, he would get separation anxiety. His name was Pablo. And I even started a little um, side hustle called Pablo's Paws because of him. So he wouldn't leave my lap and he died in my arms 10 years in because he had epilepsy really sad. Are we doing like this? No, hopefully you no, can sorry. add this part of the show to like the cutting room floor, like at the end. And on the show, <laughs> you were shown putting him in the freezer because you wanted to preserve him. Yes. Which makes sense. Oh yeah. I forgot. After he had passed. Yeah. You didn't see yes. that part. 
I may have seen it, but do how did no? You would remember this part. Listen, I've seen a lot of things on that show, and it's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot. A I lot try of to. I have to get a notepad out when I watch the show and see. I like, should do this, that. Yeah, this is the dynamic. This one's upset about this. This person did this. This app was the. I have. It's it's a lot to follow. This is. show is so good because yes, you guys are real friends, but you also have so many different dynamics. Yeah. So th- a lot of these shows I'm noticing, I'm not going to call out by name, but there's shows where they're all friends behind the scenes and there's no fighting actual and they make up oh. fights for the camera. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Or the reverse where they're not, they don't know each other at all and they try to pretend like they're all friends. Yes, yes, I know. I mean, listen, you guys are going to have to let Bravo listen to this podcast before you can put it out because we are <laughs> oh, we already do, we already do something bad. I'm already getting nervous. I'm like sweating right now. Don't worry. Don't get nervous. No, but like... This is not a gotcha show. 100% know that I'm in a safe place and I'm totally no right here with you guys. No one's trying to get you. Just, let's just get you pretty comfortable. Just share it all. Just do you want a drink? I'm, yeah. just I'm just kidding. Uh, you know I would say yes. Uh, we, we have drinks. If you want one, no, we have I'm a Bev Rosé. So now we have to drive all the way back to the suburbs. So, you know... So I want to get context of your life before the show. And then I'd love to find out mm-hmm. how you even got on the show. Like, give us, tell us what, were you entrepreneurial before? I know you were in I real was, estate. Tell us about badass. that. I was a full-time ambitious AF real estate agent. I always loved real estate. My dad would flip houses and condos. So I would hang out with him and kind of negotiate and jump in and start being like, I don't think you gave him a very good deal. Is that the best you can do? And so I naturally got into it. And when I like was asked to, if I was interested in doing a reality show, somebody said, like my phone rang. I was walking Pablo and Julio. And they said, would you be interested? And I was like, is this a crane collar? Like is Ashton hanging out in the bushes, like hiding all of your picture? And it actually came to fruition. But my life was really passionate realtor, would make like maybe five to 10% more every year. So I was like building my business and I worked on every single holiday, canceled like my friend's wedding destination trips and like would just do everything because a client needed something. So I would go like the extra mile. Like I wouldn't hire a messenger. If someone said like, oh, escrow isn't recording until five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, I would personally deliver the keys to wherever in LA County so that I would make sure that the guy felt safe. And I was like really doing everything for those clients. How did you know to be like that? Did your parents instill that in you? Like, how did you know to be such a hustler? The people that taught me what to do in real estate are the reasons why I know that because we, so shout out to Patricia Hudson and Alan Long. These are the... OGs of boutique real estate firms here in West Hollywood. And they, along with other managers that just taught us how to be really polished and go the extra mile. So what about the other cast before you guys started filming? What was your relationship? Because you guys have had an OG crew. Like they, I feel like they haven't replaced anyone. It's the OGs, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What was your relationship with Gigi, Mike? So there's, you forgot Sammy. So there was, Sammy. Sammy's really important to the show. So he was my friend also since I was a teenager. And then he was friends with Mike and Layla. We were like, they went to high school together and Golnessa and like the, we were all around the way friends. But when you started filming the show, were you 
like, what did I get myself into? Or were you like, oh, this is really good for my real estate career? Or what was your Mm -hmm. mindset around everything that was going on? I thought it was just a fun, temporary, like, let's just go for it and see where it takes me. I did think it was going to be more like million dollar listing. (laughs) You know, I didn't think I was going to be more like lifestyle than career. So how has all this evolved over all these different seasons? Because you guys have been on air for how long? Oh, like decade. That is crazy. Yeah. What's today? 2021, maybe 11 years. So how have you evolved and how has the show evolved? Pretty easy because if you think about who I was the first day that you guys met me, it would have been, I don't want to get married. I never want to have kids. I just want to sell a house and go to Coachella. The end. That's like as deep as I wanted to go in anywhere in life. And so now I'm in the suburbs, I'm married, have a baby, and I still want to go to Coachella though. But you know. Is Coachella happening this year? I don't think a lot's happening this year. No, no Coachella. Not this year. Well, it was in, it would have been in April. So I know nothing about Coachella. I've never been besides for two minutes. Really? Yeah. D- you probably went to Fochella. Maybe I did. I don't no, know. It was, it was Coachella. We went up there for a job, but then we got in a car and left right away. I think I just did it wrong. Did you go to the polo fields? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you leave? I don't know. Maybe what? I didn't do enough drugs. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. I needed to get the fuck out of the sun. Oh, you went too early. Maybe I went too early. I don't know. I should write a book on Coachella and how to do it properly. That's actually not a bad idea. I yeah. feel like you do need to write a book. Mm-hmm. That's I'm a doing qu- it. You know, what it, you know what it is yeah. on Coachella? Because I know like some people love fucking Coachella. Like it's like they're like, what do you you talk about about Coachella? It's like what do you talk? What are you doing? I think you you're 100 percent right though. It's like if if I go to something like that personally, if it's not 100 percent right and dialed in and streamlined, I'm like I'd rather stay home because yeah. like, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know where to go. You need to have the right passes. And I I've never put enough effort into figuring that out there. So I'm like I'm just. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the bowl? Hollywood bowl? The Rose Bowl? No, no. the Hollywood bowl. Because you guys lived in West Hollywood we for a long time. We went to the Hollywood bowl for the St. Laurent show once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. Yeah. Where do your seats have to be? Like, how bougie are you? Because what you're saying is that- I'm pretty goddamn you need- bougie at this point. <laughs> he, right? doesn't, like, he doesn't want to line. No, I, I, he, nothing right? that's going to inconvenience there's almost, his- um, There's almost- Has to be VIP. Yeah. You have to have valet. Yeah. I can't be- um, <laughs> You need a handler, clearly. I, you probably yeah. was someone like to he needs follow a girl you with like a him underneath the table I, and me holding wanna, his hand. I, I, I oh, partly yeah. want to say that I'm relatable and that I can- Tough it out with relatable is not a word that uh, that I at would. At this stage in my life, I need. You. Uh, yeah, like, you I were at Hotel Decap. Okay, yeah, I it's not. It's actually not about money with him. It's more about convenience and time and efficiency. Yeah. I can't stand in I line. I feel you. I can't do it. I, I start to audit my time, right? And I'm like, what am I doing here? And people are bumping around and sweating. And where could I be? Where could I be? What can we do? What, what's my daughter doing? I think about all that stuff and I'm like, I just like, it's too much. I know someone like that. My husband, he yeah. will not do it either. And so you're right. It's not about being bougie. It's like, I'm at a point in my life where things just need to be smooth. Yes. I don't need the fancy stuff. I don't need the glitz. I don't need the like flashy stuff. I just need to be comfortable. Right. right. And part of the comfort is, you know, it's like ballet and air conditioning and, you know, like cold water. You're not going to go somewhere and then not be comfortable. You know what drives me nuts? I I have to talk about this. Why do they give you warm water on the plane? I don't know. I hate that warm water. Desanti, warm water. And it's this big. It's one Mm -hmm. sip. Yeah. And it's, I need a lemon because we're also starting to swell. 
So we need turmeric and lemon. And an ice roller on the side. And oh yeah, one yeah. of those ice rollers. Yeah, yeah. And an ice roller, the please. towels shouldn't be hot. They should be behind our neck. Yeah. And I, the warm cookie is not as warm lately. <laughs> don't don't, so, don't that, you feel like you've you put in the time? You only get the warm cookie if you're in business class. You like, you've, Don't you feel like you've put in the time of like the hot, sweaty crowd thing? Yeah, it's like called I, your teens yeah, and yeah, yeah. 20s. Yes. I don't want to say I was always like this. I met, I've been in the crowded, smashed venue yeah. line. All I, I just, I'm, I'm too old now. I can't, I'm like grandpa over here. It's good to like, uh, you accomplished it. You put in your time to have boots on the ground. Now you're kind of like, mm, I think I'll put my feet elevated. Yeah. Okay, so I <laughs> want to know. Or someone carry me in on like a thing. With okay, grapes. Yeah, like um, with grapes. Yeah. And a bay leaf. Or yeah, he loves yeah. a bay leaf. I want to know from. how you met Tommy in context to how long you were on the show. So you've been on the show for like 11 years. You said, when did you meet Tommy? Where did you meet Tommy? How did Tommy change your perception of marriage and children? Bev, you've seen it all over my Instagram stories. We had a Halloween party. I had it out. It is so cute, aesthetically pleasing. And it is the female first can wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. So this brand is all about women empowerment. But what I like best is I could not find a can wine that wasn't super syrupy. And I know everyone who's listening knows what I'm talking about. You get a canned wine and it's so sweet. It tastes like a sugar factory. I am not into that. I like my wine very dry and fizzy and refreshing. So they're really focused on keeping things refreshing. They have zero sugar in their wine, okay? They also, I look this up, maybe I'm a psycho, only have three carbs and 100 calories per serving. And this packs a punch, okay? It may look cute and tiny and adorable, but each can is a glass and a half of wine. So you can open your can. You can have some dry wine. I like to pour it over ice sometimes. Sometimes I'll do it in the can with a pixie straw. Either way works. But it's nice when I don't want to open a whole entire bottle to myself to just have like a can with like my chips and salsa. It's absolutely perfect. I also like like bringing these in my purse, if I'm just being honest. These are amazing for hosting your bachelorette parties. Whenever my friend has a housewarming party, I'll bring them the best-selling ladies' night variety pack so they can try all the flavors. All my friends love Bev and even the guys love it. So we've worked out an exclusive deal for the Skinny Confidential him and her listeners. You're going to receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I personally suggest trying, like I said, their best-selling ladies' night variety packs. So you can check out all of their delicious, refreshing, crisp flavors. You're going to go to drinkbev.com slash skinny or use code skinny at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V.com slash skinny. Cheers. Yes. God, I love him. Honestly, I love talking about him because I don't, I don't really meet anyone that I get to tell about this journey. You met us. Tell us all every detail. I met him on Tinder. I met him six years ago. He'll say seven. I say six, whatever. We met on Tinder. So I had downloaded the app, chickened out, finally downloaded it the second time. That's when I matched with him. And all he would do is text me and he would not ask to see me in person. So I got really like conspicuous and confused and I didn't understand it. So I had to make the next step and say, can we take this conversation off the chat of the app? Can you ask me for my phone number? And then can we actually see each other face to face? And then that turned into finally me coming home one day from Chicone, speaking of which, and 
like, I was like, can I just stop by on my way home from dinner with my girlfriends? And he said, yes. And then that was like our first night of two, I don't know, like two or three months into heavy texting. Did he, did he know, did he, like at the time was the show out and popular and did he know it was you or have any context? Like did he, and, did, and if he did, did he believe it was you? Cause it, those apps can be weird. Oh, right. Yeah. There was no blue check mark back then. So he did not know. We were not filming at the moment and I did not tell him that I was on TV and he only watches sports. So he had no idea. That's convenient. It was. I actually, I actually talk about it until the dirt that I withheld strategically for four months, letting him know because I had my real estate career. So that's all I shared with him. So he had no idea you were on TV for four months. The first four months. And I chose to let him know because I felt like our relationship graduated to a level where I should share it with him. He has a very unique, funny personality. He does. He's is, is that why you fell in love with him? I, yeah. I mean, we would talk like to... I was going to say like rabbit animals. Like it was really good chemistry. So we had good conversation and we kind of like what you say, hold, stay, hold up in your apartment, just like talking and like being intimate and you know, like drinking wine. And back then we would smoke cigarettes. And now we, of course, nobody, well, whatever, no judgment on anyone who smokes, but we don't. And that's all we needed. We didn't want for anything else. We didn't want to go anywhere. He's a huge baseball fan. So we would watch sports and then I would cook. And it was just like the wine is flowing and the candles are lit. And you know that vibe when you're like hanging out in lingerie and all those things that you do when you're like brand new with somebody. Yeah. And then you got to you got to keep that up because sometimes you get a little lazy. Oh, I on. needed to give Michael Listen, a little nudge. nudge. Me- Michael had to have a fish hook in his dick the other day and I had to drag <laughs> it across the dirt. He needed a little reminder. You want me to lounge around again in my underpants in the, in the living room with some sports on like. Yeah, I don't I don't get mad. That's what you should but do. But when actually. I do yeah. look out. Yeah, don't let me get to that point where I'm already mad. No, when I start spinning like the Tasmanian devil. The worst is when I'm hungover and I know she's at that point. I'm like, I'm gonna have to deal with this today. And I'm like, I just, I kind of just lay there with my eyes open, blinking for a while. And I just (laughs) think to myself, like, is this a day I even want to get out of bed? Like, oh my God. So the Lord take me now. You should specifically target him on his hangover days and just decide. (laughs) I target him when he's at his weakest on his hangover days. 100% what she does. About 11 a.m. is great because the headache's starting to sit in. You should give him like two Advil and be like, here you go, honey, because yeah. it's about to come. <laughs> I I literally, I, when you realized that it, I was taking it She's all like, the way. We're going on a walk. We need to talk. What the fuck? Like, I would oh. never be able to talk Tommy into going on a walk. Oh, I, I say, let's go on a walk. No, do you know what she does? If not, she traps me in the room with the, with the it's like, I'm just stuck in a room in the corner like a caged animal. And so I'm like, I, I kind of need to get out of there, right? Uh. And I was like, okay, we'll do the walk. And then the walk is just a constant, like I just get demolished for the whole walk. And then after it's a fine. I have a question for you. Um, Do you consider yourself the alpha in the relationship? I consider myself... So we talk about this a lot because we're both like type A strong personalities. I consider myself an alpha, but I'm fine to like not... I don't need to do that to my wife all the time, right? Like there's a point. Mm -hmm. No, the other day we were with like a couple and she like spilled something everywhere. And 
he was like, you're so stupid. What's wrong with you? Like, why don't you know how to... No, 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 not Michael. Not Michael. Yeah, clarify that. Jesus. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? The couple we were with. Oh, God. Here we go again. And I just can't... I could not imagine... I would never do that to her. No, my husband would grab a mop to help me clean up. Yes. Hold on a second. You're obviously not naming the couple's name. No. But aren't they going to listen to this? Probably. Yeah, so are you willing for... like? Yes. No one should ever say, are you fucking stupid or are you stupid? Oh, I thought you said, are you willing to lose friends? No. <laughs> <laughs> she said, he said, yes. Oh, that guy, like, he's yeah. rude. He just so out I of think circle. Maybe, like, maybe that's not a good way to contextualize alpha because I think you can be an alpha no. in a relationship but not be demeaning or disrespectful. I, I get what you're saying. Like, No, I totally know that that's a side story. You would never, you don't seem like the type of person who would call her and plus you wouldn't be alive to tell the story I could already tell that no, no we'd go on a right? walk with a shovel and she'd bury me in the ground <laughs> no I'm gonna give Mercedes a tip because I feel like she'll appreciate this the audience has already heard this but Mercedes okay when I get real pissed I take his phone at 3 30 in the morning I go on it and I whisper chihuahua 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 into the phone so it's so it starts serving him chihuahuas and then I go on his Instagram and I followed, I think I followed 120 Chihuahua accounts. Oh, that's all you have to do because of the algorithm the and the algorithm. spies. So the now stuff. he only gets served Chihuahua everything. No, it's kind of phased out now. But, oh, but good to know. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, I'll go be back on tonight. 3 a.m. Yeah. So wait, Chihuahua, what else, What other words You could do good? something like creative. Like you could say baseball. Shoes. Baseball. He would love that though. That would not be, be a punishment. Okay, then yeah. do something that's punishy. Shoes. Like, Mike, women's shoes. nothing. Like that's what I feel like Paulina should do with Mike. Oh. It's just go in his phone and whisper like, like uh, the Santi warm water bottle. The Santi warm water. Room temperature. Room temperature. No lemon. Dirty anything. <laughs> you know, something really PG. Like yeah. something PG. That's like, uh, The whisper in the phone is always nice to rabbits. fuck with the guy. Oh, yeah, I mean. Rabbits. Something. Kind of still rem- makes it sexual though. If, yeah. You know, oh, no. You, I like fuck like rabbits. Or bunnies. Playboy bunnies, bunnies. Still sounds sexual. Yeah, you can't do that. None of those things. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that to Taylor after this. I have to get really creative <laughs> with what I'll do. Like, I don't want to know what the hell's on that guy's algorithm back there. I don't either. Wait, is Taylor here behind us right now? Yeah, yeah who knows what he's doing. Where are you? Hi. So, okay. I want to talk about, to your mm-hmm. evolution throughout the last 10 years or 11 years. You have now become a mother. You shared your IVF journey. Is that how you, IVF? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that because there's probably a lot of people that are listening that are struggling. We're actually having a fertility expert come on. Maybe you actually know him. He's Dr. Shaheen Gadir. Yes. He signed with you guys. I know everything. You don't think you know who you're sitting across from right now? He is my IVF doctor and we went He's to high be school here in together. Like an hour or what? 30 minutes. Everything. Yes. He inseminated me. He literally placed the embryo inside of my uterus. He and I went to high school together. This is going to be the third time Chaconis comes up in conversation today. How that like, is that the max until they give us like a free meal there? They don't care. They don't care. Well, fuck you. They got a goddamn I'm, good chicken pie art over there. They do. I like everything. Okay. He tracks me down. I'm having dinner and he goes, you're the only friend I have left who hasn't frozen her eggs. What are you doing? And you know, Shaheen, Dr. Gadir, he will school you. Like he's basically with two words, he can drag you across your life and show you the truth and make you face your truth. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. No How old gonna... were you at this age? 30s. Okay. I don't know. It was a while ago. I froze my eggs when I was 41 
And I made that that baby at that age. Hold on. To me, right now, you look early 30s. Thank You're you. 41. And this is a bad hair and makeup day. Remember, no hair. I don't look and at you as 41. Did my makeup I don't know. Why. Okay, so so you froze Thank your eggs you. at 41. We could actually have a whole conversation about that as well. But anyway, yes. We will. We'll talk about that. I froze my eggs way later than he told me to because one thing I think women should remember is that we have a problem with having science determine what we think is biologically our right, the right to reproduce. So I didn't want to go in and do a procedure in order to provide insurance for my, for my future, right? Because freezing your eggs is creating an insurance policy that is an emotional thing. So you don't want biology to tell you that you've got a biological clock. And so I don't like women to hear like that I could freeze my eggs at 40. I rem- I saw Salma Hayek on Oprah Winfrey have her daughter Valentina at the age of 43. And therefore I decided I didn't have to do anything until I was 43. And that's not really reliable because everyone's AMH levels are different. I, I probably sound like trying right now. So if you could go back and do your whole life over again, when would you have frozen your eggs? I'm, it worked out for me but I don't want a woman who it may need to happen in her 20s or 30s for them to think that they can wait a long time because your egg quality doesn't improve with age. So you should do it early and then just don't wait because it could be too late for another 41 year old is all I'm saying. As you know, Michael and I are on a major health kick. We have done 70 days, no alcohol, daily movement, and daily meditation. We feel great. And one of those things that we've been doing is we've been eating at home. I have been doing no takeout at my house in Austin, which is a really, really big deal because before that, I feel like we were doing takeout like three nights a week. And one of the reasons that we're able to not do takeout is ocean salmon. We have talked about this before. You guys, ocean salmon delivers straight to your door. So So you get this ocean-raised, ocean-loved salmon and you can make it at home. How I like to prepare it is with lemon, a little pink Himalayan sea salt. Sometimes I throw rosemary on top of it. And then lately after it's done, I'll put like a habanero hot sauce on top and it's absolutely delicious. I even give it to Zaza because ocean is free of microplastics, growth hormones, and heavy metals. So it's perfect to prepare guilt-free for anyone in your family. You gotta try it. You gotta try it with lemon, okay? I'm telling you. You will not be sorry. So you get a box and every box comes with an inspired recipe book and it has all of these sustainability practices and the origins of the salmon. It's very important in my opinion when you're eating salmon to know where it's coming from. Ocean Salmon also gets it when it comes to the branding. It's super chic. It looks good on your Instagram feed so you could do like a reels with it. And I just feel like they're making salmon sexy, which is all about disrupting a category, which is amazing because I'm all about disrupting a category. And the pack that we get is the one night stand. It's shipped fresh, never frozen. Ocean arrives seven days fresher than anything you can find at your local retailer. To get your box of Ocean, visit oceansalmon.com and use code SKINNY for 15% off plus free shipping. That is O-S-H-E-N-S-A-L-M-O-N.com. Ocean raised, ocean loved, salmon as it should be. Well, you know, another story I heard, and I think these stories are important, is a girlfriend of mine, she did freeze her eggs and she got 11 beautiful eggs. 
She froze them. I thought you were going to say 11 children. No, she got 11 <laughs> eggs. And so when she was in her 40s, she went to the doctor to get her eggs because she met her husband and they were going to do in vitro. Her eggs, 10 of them did not work. Mm-hmm. And I think that that conversation isn't being had enough. We also right. need to know that just because you freeze your eggs, yeah. there's no... they When they thaw out, they may not... Guarantee, alive. yeah. And then even if they are okay, then they have to um, fertilize them. And those embryos don't grow. They don't all grow. Most of them won't grow. So they you can't even create an embryo from eggs. So 10 eggs does not equal 10 kids or 10 embryos or it doesn't even necessarily guarantee you one baby. So that's, yeah, it's, 10 is not enough. Could so have told you that. What, what was the journey of, of actually theory. having the baby with the embryo? Like, tell me, like, once you had your egg, you're ready to have a baby. Did you and Tommy go in together? How did that, how does that look? So oddly enough, I started to freeze my eggs and Dr. Gadir was like, you're an idiot. You need to freeze embryos. Why are you wasting your time with eggs? And I was an idiot because I was like, I don't know if I want to make embryos with him. I don't know if I trust him or know him well enough. I had a lot of trust issues that, you know, had nothing to do with him. It was just my own stuff. So hindsight 2020, yes, for anyone who is listening to this stuff, make embryos if you know your guy. But some women will say the bottom line is that you have to do both. Does it hurt to have the embryo implanted in you once you decide to have the baby or is it no, painless? it's painless. So after you have the baby inside of you, when do you know you're actually pregnant? Is it right away? About a week. Only a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm smiling right now because they want you to come in and do a blood test and I cheated and I did a pregnancy test in a bathroom at the Laurel Canyon and Ventura Boulevard, CVS. So you went a week later to CVS, did the test? Four days later. And right away you were pregnant? It was positive. Wow. So it's just a quick like 20 minute surgery and then it's over. Yes. It might take longer than that. You know, how like. Just out of it. You just, you just, yeah, like it's very quick. It's maybe five minutes. And are you in pain afterwards? No, nothing hurts. So it's not that bad. You know what hurts is going to Hotel de Cap with your toddler in your lap screaming. Oh, Jesus. She's not a toddler yet. With though. no nanny. No. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes can't believe we did that. She. So yeah, I walk in and you tell me that I thought that common sense would tell you you should not try to go. Who the hell says we have common sense? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that is a lot of people are asking you that. Well, I think um, Lauren and I, again, being type A personalities. Just say it how it is, Michael are very hard-headed when it comes to the advice of outsiders, right? Like, it's like, uh, we are both like, we're going to do oh. it and we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it's, listen. And it's, it's worked for it, us in a lot of it's circumstances. It's worked for us in some and it's really hurt in others. Like, I've, it's, it's, it's really hurt in others. It's really hurt in others. This one really hurt It's not others. like, <laughs> I want to point out, it doesn't work out a lot of the time. Context to the Wait audience. Wait a minute. Can we, I want a context too, yeah. because, so I saw on you guys' social that you took a very beautiful trip mm -hmm. to the south of France. And, it looked like I saw really good pictures of you guys at lunch and you were specifically talking about how butter lettuce tastes really good. And I DM'd you and I said, their butter lettuce is going to taste better than ours. But anyway. Why? Because it's France. That's like yeah. locally farmed. So everything tastes everything better. Everything tastes better. There. Olive oil's better. You don't even get a really hangover there. No. Well, it's that's weird. because that's the metabolism. I couldn't get intoxicated overseas. It's yeah. Weird. You don't get like that drunk. Speak you know? for yourself. Oh, you're lucky. 
You got drunk there? I couldn't. A few times. A few times, okay. Maybe the wine. But no, no, listen, here's, it was a beautiful trip. We had a lot of memories. It was nice. It's just, it, I would say it was a trip. It wasn't a vacation. No. Right? When you bring your kid and... and um, I, f- I tried to be transparent about that on Instagram. I was like, there's a lot of beautiful pictures and it's gorgeous here, but like it is a lot of work with a baby. But not only that, she was jet lagged. Right. And if I were to go and do that trip again, I would bring a nanny. So you had to have a, like, you, were you dragging around a car seat? No. Oh. No, no car seat. No, but we were dragging around a lot of stuff. Stroller, all yeah, that shit. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like we stayed a lot in the hotels, right? We were just like, and also because like we got over there and everything seemed normal and then all of a sudden Delta spiked up and so a lot of stuff got closed. I, I don't want stuck. a nanny like all day long. I just would have liked a nanny for like a, a lunch break. here, a dinner here. I, I I wanted to really spend time with my daughter. It was very important to me because I was kind of off work, but like I would have liked to go to the gym more. Like I got to go to the gym a couple times, but I would have liked to go more. I would have liked to have gone out to a romantic dinner with you. What it was because we didn't bring help, it was... Co- us like constantly passing the baby and like if she wanted to go work out like I stay with the baby if I want to go so like it wasn't like we didn't get as much time for her and I together as we would it was mostly like a shitload of time with the baby Believe which I'm me, sure the baby's happy about I know this because our son is like six months older right so I'm going through this very thing where I don't get a date night when we have help around the house she's also helping us keep the home tidy she's keeping us like we don't have a staff you know so it's like just being able to have like a, a healthy body and a good relationship with your exercise routine or, you know, have your makeup done today, anything that like we do, because let's face it, we're not just able to put our heads in a top knot, but like your vacation, like we're, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it could have been any different from how you guys had it unless there's, you know, someone else to help you. I, I think the, the bigger thing, because we had a great time with the kid, but the the bigger thing was, and I think the, one of the most important things is we didn't get the time to connect to, together with at her. All. And I, as right. like at all, and what's funny, we went to Vegas right before that trip. We would we just flew like there one night and back, and we left the baby with 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 the nanny just for the night. Went right. over there, had a bunch of wild sex, gambled, had That's a bunch nice. of champagne, That's came awesome. back, and it was like, oh, I'm like that was. That's what we thought. Was, that's what we thought the trip to France was going to be. You yeah. did, and it was it was just it was work. Curve. Yeah. You but, know, the funniest part is at the end of the trip, the baby shit in the in the bathtub and it was like, okay, <laughs> you know, really? you're cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Like you're cleaning up. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fun. it. I'm done. Yeah. He, he texted me a picture of it. You raised your white I flag. I wasn't there. And then I stood there and just waited and like went on social media. Why you cleaned it up? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what was it? What is it all? Like Lauren says, it's all, there's a book or something. It's all no, joy, there's, no there's fun. this book called All yes. Joy, No Fun. That's what that trip was. It's the most, so uh, having a baby is the most joyful experience of your life. There's when they kiss you or when they hug you or when they say mama, mm-hmm. it's adorable. Yes. But there's parts that are not fun. No, I'm so glad you guys, as you're telling me this, I'm thinking, thank God you did Vegas. Even if it didn't happen in France, thank God you had Vegas because- I would, Tommy and I still haven't reached that place where we like had, and like the last two years have had like a wild, you know, debaucherous night together just to It know. was good. You need good. a wine and lingerie and candle night. Yeah. You do. I, full disclosure, I do need to figure that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to take time for yourself. Speaking of you, we got to get back to you because Lauren and I are boring. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about us anymore. Um <laughs> So you, so Tommy comes into her life. You're in love. Yes. Learns about the show. Yep. All of a sudden he's on the show. Is mm-hmm. he like, what the hell's going on? I think he was 
such a confident is such a self-confident guy that he was seamlessly on camera because you never know if someone's going to like freeze up, but he was. And yeah, you asked me like, how did he change me to become a person that wanted to settle down? I just saw this little guy in him that I wanted to like love on and make him feel like the king of the world. And, you know, he's been through a lot himself. So I felt like I was like, oh, like this guy deserves so much better than the the deck he was dealt. Does he hate plants? Uh, He's completely indifferent which I consider to be equal to hate. Plants? Plants, I'm kidding. Oh, like, so can I say something? I don't get it. When you threw that pot. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I didn't make that. How do you guys not get that? Come on. (laughs) Oh, I didn't get that. But you know what? Good throw. If I asked him to water my plants while I was out of town, he wouldn't do it. See, so maybe there's something there. There must be some trigger. Tommy, you got to water plants. Maybe something happened when he was young with a plant. Plants plants provide oxygen. They sure do. Yeah. Maybe you should get him like a little basil leaf how about a chia pet yes those are easy right you should get him that as like a little valentine's day gift can i do it today even though it's like midsummer you should get him reza's face with the chia plant coming on reza's mustache and his head ouch (laughs) he would throw that across the room for sure what was that like when your best friend and this is just so the audience can have context this is like to me it was more than a best friend you guys were like unless I'm wrong mm-hmm. from what the show shows, you guys were yeah. like family. family. Your best friend that's family and your husband who obviously you have to have priority number well, one. Yeah, you have to. It's your husband. What was that like for you? Because that's a horrible position to be in. Yeah, an out-of-body experience, like a surreal nightmare. Definitely nothing I would ever... You would never want to see your family fall apart. And that happened. So it's just a struggle. We still haven't seen our way back from it. So like, it feels like yesterday, just talking about what happened a couple of years ago. You don't think there's a path to repair there? No, I do hope that there is, but I'm just saying that it's like, it feels very fresh and wound. The wound feels very new because I have known Reza all my life and he is like family and of course, Tommy is my husband and he is like, when you take vows, you take vows to make that man your number one priority. So, I mean, that's hard though, too, because I'm sort of in the middle and then there's a child and those guys are both very alpha. Do you think it'll ever be good? I do. (sighs) Thank you for saying that. I do think it'll be good. Thank you for saying that. I think they'll cool down. Recently, my mother-in-law came over and she is very specific about her shampoos and conditioners. And I stocked her bathroom with living proof. And she was asking me so many questions about this product, especially the intense moisture mask. She could not get over it. Her hair is already really pretty, but this mask just brought out like the brilliance of her hair. So this shouldn't surprise anyone because living proofs products are really tailored for unique concerns. So if you have frizz, curls, damage, scalp care, or thinning hair, it's really going to help because they're all about the science. So my mother-in-law kept telling me, Lauren, you have to tell your audience about this product. It's absolutely amazing. Obviously, I've tried it. I really like Living Proof because there's no harmful chemicals, no silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. 
So what I do when I do a hair mask is I get in the shower, I shampoo my hair, then I put the hair mask on, no conditioner. So I put the intense moisture mask on, get out of the shower and then put like a cheap drugstore shower cap on top of my head. Then I'll lay like a little towel on my pillow and sleep with the mask. So the next morning I'll wake up, I'll go in the shower, I'll rinse the mask off and my hair is like va, va, voom. My mother-in-law just did the mask and sat with it while she shaved her legs for 15 minutes. So you could do it either way. They obviously have other products like their Restore Shampoo, their Advanced Clean Dry Shampoo, and their Vanishing Oil, which are all very popular. I personally, though, out of all of them, would recommend the Intense Moisture Mask, especially if you have dry hair or you have blonde hair, because it's really going to give you some brilliance. Put the science into work and unlock your hair's full potential with Living Proof like I did. Visit livingproof.com skinny and use code skinny to get 10% off your first purchase. That is livingproof.com skinny code skinny for 10% off your first purchase. Livingproof.com slash skinny code skinny. Holding on to um, resentment isn't healthy. Being angry isn't healthy. None of the feelings associated with not getting through it isn't healthy. So let's just be really optimistic. I think from what I got from watching the show with your husband, though, is his anger wasn't even about him. It was about you. He was upset for you. The whole situation was a disappointment emotionally. Like if you really get to the root of it, when people are hurt and angry, it's from a place of like, I wanted this out of you, like uh, your mom, your dad, like the love that we seek from the people that we care about. If you really get it down to what it is in the most vulnerable state, it's just hurt and disappointment. Everything is that. We had Caitlin Carter on yesterday from the Hills. And she was telling us that people don't understand what goes into filming a TV show. Like they don't see 18 hour days and the trips that you guys go on and all the work. She said, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. Do you feel like that too? Is your day like crazy when you're doing filming? Yes. One of the funniest things about filming, which I'm sure you guys I don't know if you get, well, here it is. One of the things about filming is that if you have a jacket out on like a chair, it looks like clutter on camera. So you have to become like, you think this table is clean, but it actually has like an extra thing out on the counter. So everything has to be so simplified. The preparation that goes into seeing your show, your room, sorry, seeing your bedroom or your bathroom on TV, you're going to have a total cringy moment and be like, wow, I never really saw it with like all of the stuff that was actually there. And so you will want to clean that up because people that watch the show will let you know that you are like a pig, you know, because like Twitter and trolls and stuff will, will not they will not be like accommodating or like they won't be like, well, it's a reality show. Like people like literally don't have someone like on a designer, like a, a set designer on a movie has a job to make it look messy on purpose or like a sitcom. Like they clean everything. This is reality TV. And so this is how you live. And if your guard is down and you're just like, yeah, this is how I live, then it's going to be, it's going to look you know, crazy. So that's one of the things that I think is big for me out of everything. Like I don't have a problem being honest or ambushed by anything, but it's hard to keep your, like your roses looking fresh. 
That makes total sense. And even with Instagram story, I know I know this sounds this is like a completely different example, exactly. but like I try to like I try to make sure it's not too cluttered. So I can only imagine how a television camera would be. It's I knew that you knew exactly what I was talking about because you also put your life on public display. It does look more on uh, now that you say that, like I'm like, you're right. Yeah. Like if you look at influencers, their their spaces where they shoot is always like a clean high gloss white table. Always empty. Yeah. There's nothing there on the floor, nothing. And I mean, I would love for to, to say that I was that clean, but I'm not. And so you see why, you know, you can't sell clothes and be a fashion influencer if you've got the real framed picture. That's very, very, very true. I never thought about it like that. But now every single time I watch the show, I'm going to think that. Yeah. What about hair and makeup and everything for the show? Do you have like a full beauty routine that you do? Or is it just quick? See, I was raised by a man. So I turned out to be a tomboy. I wish I was more polished and prepared, but I always feel like it takes too much time to get glam. I'd never had a stylist. I never had a, like a regularly scheduled glam squad to come. So it's it, that too can be cringy because then you can like look at something and say, wow, like why didn't I have mascara on? Why am I so sweaty? Like why... Is there like back bulge, you know, from like my bra or like whatever? So those are like more cringy moments, honestly. But you are you are so comfortable on television. Like she, out of all the reality shows I watch, I'm a big reality show watcher. You are really comfortable. Because I think that one thing I am really, really proud of is that we started it before things, like I don't even, I don't like to acknowledge other shows. I don't, care to get into like who's doing what I can speculate because I I'm a professional like what I'm like a bravo holic as well so I like watch a lot of reality tv but like I just like that I'm doing me and I'm okay with it I'm okay with like the backlash that I'll get for having a cluttered kitchen or not having a gorgeous high gloss updated house you know you also, though, are very confident. And I can imagine when the show airs, all the trolls, like you said, they come out. You don't seem like you get rocked by it to me. I don't get rocked by it. I'm so glad that that translates oh, yeah. to you. Since we're first meeting for the first time, and I can't believe it's been the it's first ridiculous. time finally. You should have come on like 500 years ago, but that's okay. You yeah. can, you're going to come on more. Yes. Yeah, you seem like you don't let the trolls upset you. I think it's because I grew up in an awesome upbringing in a small town in a suburb of DC. And I feel like we all focused on being educated and smart and well-rounded and play sports and, you know, talk about important things and take the Metro and go to the art galleries and see stuff and live music. And that was like my whole entire childhood. So we didn't really bash each other. And now like when people do, I mean, I there are ways to hurt me for sure, but for the most part, I am not going to. You're able to like contextualize the type of person that's coming from and and take it and kind of brush it off your shoulder. Right. Like a person who's got like an eagle or a butter, like some fake avatar as their profile picture. And then they just want to tell me something that's rude. I mean, you can't care. Why did you decide to open up about everything you went through after your birth? You were so transparent. Was that a decision or yeah. did it just happen on camera and you were like, fuck? Okay. The reason is very clear to me. I just want to articulate it to you guys right now. 
when something happens to you, it happens to you that sucks, right? If something terrible happens, is there anything more important than the fact that it took place and that it's now a huge loss for you in your life or, or conversely something amazing that happens? Why, what difference does it make if I keep that private? It doesn't make it go away. It doesn't like, it doesn't help anyone. So the way that I see life is through the lens of like, how can I turn this into something positive? How can some, like, obviously if someone else out there can relate and get through their life because of a connection that they had with me, then thank God, like, because that's making a positive out of a horrible loss. And when you did share that, did you get just so many messages? I would think that so many people would be so supportive of you. Yeah, I think I probably didn't want to dive into a lot of things because I was really busy being a mom and being a mother is my number one priority since he was born. So I didn't indulge myself in a lot of like emotional therapy, like going forward and talking more about things because you do need to get over things and you need to heal before you can really get into it. So I might be just getting to that point as much as I ever can now, because I'm sure some things are so difficult, you might never really get over it. But like to get to a point where you can talk to other women and families and, you know, make it like a positive. I love that you are a mom now. You're also a podcaster and you, I think you are going to be able to talk about a lot of the things on the podcast. And I think that that's going to be such a cool spot for people to listen to. Thank you. Yes. So I'm super pumped about Till the Dirt. Yeah. Tell us about it. Okay. Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ is the name of our podcast. And we are tracing back our steps, talking about where we met, all the things that the show does not cover. So it's really like a shit talking sesh between my husband and me. And you guys will laugh and you'll love it. And you'll be like, you know what? We'll extend our trip an extra few nights just so that we can hang out with you. Next, next time when we do this, we got all, I, I got to get Tommy in here. Yes, I know. Definitely. Tell me, tell, tell, tell me and this is, uh, if this is out of balance, let me know, but I, I want to know more about the sex app thing. I want to know about the sexting app. I want you to talk about it with oh, me right now. Okay. So Mike was on Watch What Happens Live. Okay. And Andy Cohen has a new show on Netflix with a relationship expert and these all like 10 of your exes, exes tell you what was wrong with you. And like, wait, wait, wait. So all, okay. So you go, like I would go on and yeah. any of my exes would come and just be like, yes. Just, if, if you were single, cause obviously you have no reason to go on it right now. Would I'm going to have to go on a long, I'm put you on so on, I can see. I might have to go on a long walk again. I'm going to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, okay. So that, but that's the premise. So you go on, your exes come on and they just tell, tell you, you like why you suck. If you're a good kisser, bad kisser, why, how is your oral sex? How is your like manners, your everything that was. And Mike put himself through this? You kissed another girl always besides that. me? <laughs> one, or, one, or, one or two. Killer. Get him. One or two. So then there's a relationship sexpert and she said that there's an app where you can just sext people instead of sliding into people's DMs. And these are real people. This isn't like somebody in a call center or somebody that like, or a, or a robot or like, you Apparently, know. I mean, that would actually be better because if it were hypothetically, if it was like an auto algorithm 
sexting app, then it would be like down. It would be like porn in that case, right? But, yeah, but porn's real people. Yeah, but you're not participating. You're viewing it. You're participating in. Hold on, you of. don't think texting a random person on the internet is cheating? I no no wait hold on no that's, that's not how, that's not what that's I'm asking. That's what, no, <laughs> Explain the context. We're having a debate about porn. There's and no way that any of this is going to be okay with Lauren at all. I or actually me. like love porn. Watch porn. Beat your meat to porn. I don't care. Like okay, so that's participating. Yeah, and right? I'd like to watch porn. porn with you. And if you watch it by yourself, well, hold on. Isn't it all actively participating? Give me an example. If I turn on porn, I actively seek out what I'm doing on the porn channel and then right. I'm actively seeking out to pledge myself. So, but it's not, so should a woman have a problem with a man watching porn? No, because should it's it, not realistic because they're going to do it anyway. Do you have a problem with Tommy watching porn? No, I don't. If you walked in on Tommy- I used to. You I've did? I didn't understand it. I used to take it personally. I used to think this was because, you know, you, you fucking live and learn. Right? We can talk so, about this for a little bit. We can I, we can dive deep on this. Keep going. I used to get jealous because I didn't realize that he just needs to rub one out. I used to think that I needed to be his porn. Like I was like, well, why can't you watch? Like, just tell me to make you a video. That's what I used to say. Because I think that, that I mean, you could make him a video and I'm sure he would watch it. But like, are we really going to make him a video? Because like, I'm going to need a director, a stylist. I'm going to need good light. Like, that's a whole thing. If he, it's also really particular. I can look at the same video for probably like six months before I would get tired of it or ever. But does the guy need some new material or can he just like go to the same thing? I know. Taylor, turn on your mic. Go ahead. <laughs> you got to switch it up. But no. I, I think. Wait, I, no, hold on. What do you mean? You can't just say you got to no, switch no. it up and then move on. No, what does no, that I'm mean? Not, I'm not going to. No, I'm saying you got to switch it up sometimes. <laughs> you got to need a little variation. But I think that porn can be healthy in the right context. But if like, if your guy or girl, whatever, if you're re- the person you're in a relationship with is seeking out porn more than they're seeking out you yes. and they are not giving you what you need, then it's a problem. That's or if they're, like, pr- or if they're locking problem. themselves in their room and their basement and that's what's all they're doing. What's a healthy amount? Like who's the porn expert that's saying what the I know, healthy amount is? I know the answer. I know the answer. The porn has to be like five to ten percent of the of the overall sex. So, like, you guys are supposed to have intercourse. Then you guys can both masturbate. Like, if one of you is tired, then let's say, like, because hypothetically, which is literal, I'm I don't know why I'm saying hypothetically. We're both parents <laughs> with children, and now if you're in bed tonight, and like you should spend let's say twenty percent on masturbating each other it's kind of it's kind of sounds weird but anyway and then porn can be like five or ten so every morning i have a pretty specific supplement and vitamin routine it's not overwhelming at all but one of the things that i have to have every single day is a probiotic i think that the gut is absolutely amazing when it comes to your best immune system, digestive health, and emotional health. I've learned too much on this podcast about the gut to not pay attention to it every single day. I don't know. There's something about a probiotic for me that I think it just, it's one of the most important supplements. One of the things though that I'm specific about with my probiotic is doing my research. There are so many probiotics on the market that don't survive the trip from your mouth to your gut. And I know this because we had a microbiologist on the podcast and he explained it. So the one that I take and the one that I'm obsessed with that I give to Michael Zaza even tries it a little bit, like I'll sprinkle a little bit on her food and I have my dog on it is just Thrive Probiotic. 
This one has survivability. So it's going to actually survive the trip to the gut. That is very important. This one's also non-GMO. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and free from anything artificial. So what I do with Zaza specifically is I'll mix a little bit of the probiotic, like I'll crack it open and put it in the smoothie. And then mine I take as a supplement. It's no big deal. goes down super easy and it's very, very small and tiny. I personally think that the gut is like everything when it comes to beautiful skin, better sleep, and even easier weight control from what I have learned about it this year. I am very, very happy that I'm educated on the gut and that I can spread this information about probiotics. So if you want exceptional gut health and you want to feel your best, there is nothing like Just Thrive. They're giving you a 15% discount. So you're going to save 15%. You're going to go to justthrivehealth.com slash skinny and use promo code skinny. Promo code skinny. I'm telling you, try the Just Thrive probiotics. You're going to love it. Justthrivehealth.com slash skinny. No, but I, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Like if you're like, and because that's why I wanted to contextualize it. If I don't want to go out there and speak to a bunch of men or women and say, Hey, everything about porn's fine. And then like the guy or girl plays that tape to their significant others. Like, Hey, you see, it's fine. Even though like, why the fuck would I be the authority? But, but, um, <laughs> I think it's fine if it's, if it's, if you're still in a healthy relationship. Like what you're having, exact hold on, percentage hold on. is your percentage? If you're having normal sex. He's and you're, so avoiding the question. No, no, I'm going to tell you. What is it? Let's go for a walk. <laughs> like if I if I see porn, honestly, this is actually probably my habit, and I don't think it's that big of a habit because like I can I can fuck I'm gonna this is gonna be vulgar. I can rub one out without porn. <laughs> right? I can I can I can take care of myself without having to get the whole thing. I feel like you do that a lot, yeah, and it probably I, takes like two minutes. I would right? do that. Yeah, I could do that more than like just turning on porn. Like porn's a whole thing. Like right, I gotta like that's a moment. It's like well, our set, house set is not up. conducive for. Maybe porn, porn for me, no honestly. It's, no, it's just like the baby's rooms next to my husband's room. I can room. hear her walking from a mile away. She yeah, slams these legs. I can she hear it. If he's really beating loud. his meat, I can hear it from upstairs. Really? <laughs> no, so there's no insulation in I the state of Texas. I yell at myself while I'm doing it. I'm just kidding. But hold on, Lauren. Maybe once every two weeks. That's about That's it. That's not that bad. But like the other thing, That's if you're like, just need to take care That's of yourself. That's not enough. No. He's not telling the truth. No, no, tell the real truth. No, porn. Rub one out. That could be like oh, maybe yeah, three course. times a week, right? Oh, you're rubbing one out in the shower. No, maybe. This is like then, when women say how many sex partners they've had, and you have to multiply the number times three. But sometimes, uh, my real, my I have my real number. Okay, uh, I don't, I don't oh, lie no, my no, number. No, 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 no. Please do not. I'm not going to share my number. Let but. me be on the podcast the day that you share okay. your number. I never ever want you to do that. As a matter of fact, ever. I don't think I have to tell anyone my number, but no. my I, I tell my real number. To everyone that asks. What are you talking about now? Do not do that. Why? Because it's none of anyone's effing business. That's why. No one gets to know my number. The Persian mom just came all the way out. Does Tommy know your number? He... (laughs) he, (laughs) You plead the fifth. He thinks I had... No, this is the answer. He thinks I've had sex with a lot of people. Okay. But only like a fraction of who he's had sex with. So like he doesn't want to know, which is the whole answer... I know his is like countless. So like if I, if he's had sex with like 200 people, I've had sex with like less than 20. Got That's, it. But then he doesn't want to hear that. He'd be like, ew, 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 don't tell me. He doesn't me. want to hear it. I don't care. I don't want to know. And it doesn't matter. Okay. I don't care. That's Yesterday he's gone down the river. He doesn't happened. care. But I, I want to get back to this. I, want to, <laughs> I, I, I need to get back to this a sex app thing because yes. we got stuck on porn. Mm-hmm. 
We did. Sorry. And now I got to Now we got it. Live with all those answers. You want to say that if it's automated that it should be okay. No. No. I think maybe we actually might be saying that uh, maybe we're saying the same thing. I'm saying it's both active participation. Like it's you're participating both, but I don't necessarily I think maybe like the other one when you're talking to somebody is more of an intimate more of like a cheaty scenario. Like I like think Like the Lauren, DM. Yeah, like Lauren would care more if I was sexting with someone than if I just threw on a video for three minutes, right? Like a video. Because that'd be weird, right? Yeah. It's not a video. I don't think you get what the sexting app is. No, no, I, no, no. Listen. <laughs> the porn is the video. You're so the going sexting on a walk. app is the. So app. what are you saying? I'm saying the Speak app is English. the app is worse to do than the porn because I'm actively like talking to somebody in an intimate way. Yes. Which is yeah, the strange. app is probably not a good alternative because women we perceive it as the same thing as DMing with a human. Yes. Yes. So okay, we're so we're all thing. saying the same yes. thing. But we okay, are. so tell me, that's what happened. So they, he went on the show. They bring up the app. Well, and the sex experts arguing that it's okay or not okay. It didn't actually. So it it okay. <laughs> let me just clarify. Yeah, let me just clarify that we were talking about Mike, and then he's he said that he likes to sext as because he doesn't like porn. Oh, he's trying to do the swap. He's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to justify and do a swap. Well, first of all, that's a nice try, but I don't know if that's going to work. And yes, it didn't. Or And no, it didn't work. So people gave it, him, they came, so I'm catching up here. People gave him all the flack because they're like, you can't swap. Like you can't say like, because you don't do this, it's okay to do this thing. That's also very much not okay to do. That's what's happening. Yeah. And the most important person that it's got to be not okay with is his partner. Sure. And so it wasn't. And that's what happened. And the sex expert said what? The like the sex expert though? Uh, or the panel? She suggested it. She suggested that as an alternative. And I don't think that's going to fly. No, because I don't care what your credentials are. If someone told my wife like, hey, it's okay. Go, Michael can go talk to these strangers or robots online about like intimate things. She's like, exactly. Like what? Like chat rooms. Remember back in the day, like uh -huh. when you could, or 976. <gasps> What about those? Yeah. Like those the, uh, sex hotlines. Yeah. Are those, yeah. are those cheating? I really, that's actually like, to me, that's a good alternate example. If you are okay with porn, should you be okay with dialing for sex? Let me blow your fucking mind. Okay. I'm Let so Let me blow ready. everyone's mind right now. Taylor, get your notepad out. I was reading this book that's all of these women who were high class escorts and they all came together and wrote this book. It's called You'll Never Make Love in This Town Again. It's a vintage book. It. Mm -hmm. It's so I juicy. I haven't read it. Okay. So in the book, there is a situation in New York. There is a doctor building in New York where a bunch of doctors work. And this woman- A medical building. A medical building. This woman goes and rents one of the offices in the medical building. And in As it, if she, she's opening a medical practice. Yes. And she sets up a waiting room and she has a secretary who's just like, you know, looks like a secretary. She has magazines. She has the fish tank. She has the fucking clipboards with the pencil pad. She has it all. Okay. And then she has doctor little rooms within this doctor's office. Right. And in the doctor rooms are set up like a doctor's office. Like an so examination it's a, room. It's an examination room. Okay. In it, she has high class escorts in each room that are making, you know, thousands of dollars an hour. And the reason she did this is because she wanted men yeah. to be able to come to this clinic without being spied on. Because mm -hmm. 
if you if you say, I feel like my husband's cheating on me. Can I'm gonna have someone follow him? Right. He's just and the going spies to the follow him. He's going to the doctor. And you see the, the him go up the elevator and go in the doctor's clinic and go in the waiting room and look at the fish tank and sign the paperwork and go to the doctor's room. Mm-hmm. And in it is an escort waiting. Okay. So now Michael's not allowed to go to the doctor. <laughs> So, yeah, I was going to tell you, you know exactly what doctor your husband is going to. I, well, you I, can still catch him. No, I don't really know what doctor you go to. <clears throat> oh, well, don't girl. you worry about it. It's a New York, it's a New York office. <laughs> yeah, I've been exactly. going for years. So my, thing, my point of telling the story is that people do. don't realize how creative Stealthy. things are getting. And sly. Yeah, they're getting like high, very high level creativity. Unless you're married to a Persian woman, in which case, honey, I got this whole thing locked down. What's Where, your What's your tips? My intuition is so high. Like, first of all, I know the address of everywhere. It's like having a low jack on your husband without doing it. You know, those apps that actually locate your children and then people make the whole family do it. There was my ex-boyfriend tried to make me sign up for this so that he could track me. And I was like, no way. Like, I'll leave my phone at home and you'll think that I'm at home. Like I outsmart anything you can think of. Not to mention that as a wife, like our marriage dynamic is my husband needs a doctor appointment, I make it. He wouldn't even have a doctor. Like his dentist, all of those things. Like well, I, I heard that story. I'm, I, I could be dying. She's like, you're never going to the doctor again. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm done. No, my husband will be like, my toothaches. I'm like, are you going to go to the dentist or what? Like you have to pull out the phone and force the appointment. So yeah, they would have to come up with something way more sly. We should come up with something super sly. What about just monogamy and not cheating? How about that? That's what that? I was just going to say, because guess what? Wait, so did we answer the question? Did no, we, we didn't. I, we didn't. Okay. What was the question? Like, is is there a way? Are you okay with nine seven six or? or oh. are you okay with with phone? Am sex? I okay with him with, having phone sex with another girl? No, no, no. Those phone sex lines, the professional ones. Am I okay with my husband calling them? No. Mm. You're gonna call a phone sex operator when I'm butt naked no. in the bed? No. What if you went on a nine month retreat to help cure? You know something important. He's coming with me. No, I'm gone. Like, yeah, I hypothetically. I can't wait nine months. Hypothetically, yeah. it, you're, hypothetically, you're not, okay. you can call me. I have needs. I can't wait nine months. Yeah. Like what if she had, like, let's say you were a scientist and you had to go on a research experiment somewhere in Alaska and you just couldn't be here. I'd be like time to change careers or else I'm gone. Gone with the wind. No, I oh. would make porn for him. You can sext, you can call, you can get creative. Uh-huh. You can't call a phone sex operator. What if you were going with um, Elon Musk to the moon and he couldn't reach you? Would, what would you do? Would you let him, would you make accommodations for each other? No, because I'm of the mindset if if you want to explore something sexually, like it needs to be together. So yeah, for so bottom line, 976 numbers were for single people who needed to get off, not married people. Taylor, have you ever called a sex operator. They're very expensive and they get your credit card numbers and you can't really dispute them. Oh, have you? Yes. You have. When I was a kid, back in the day. I, haven't, I mean, I even know they really still did that now. I mean, there's so many other Were you options. with a friend or it's were you by yourself? No, no, no. We, you just call, like, you'd be like little kid and you'd get these numbers. Remember back in the day and you yeah. find them? I mean, I honestly don't, can't imagine someone wants to do that now with all the access Hold on, have. are you like in yeah. your bathroom hiding from your parents beating your meat to I was it? probably on the, on the landline in the house. Yeah. God forbid mom picks up the phone to make a phone call. I'm sure they caught you. They saw the charge sure. on the card. Yeah, they had to have seen it because those things, we don't know. They, were, they, they had to have seen it. You guys, when you were little, used to have to watch video porn. You'd have to go to like the X-rated section of the video. Blockbuster. Yeah. I got a dark story. What's well, not dark? It's kind of 
It's kind of dark. It's not that dark. I'm I know tell the story. It. So my best friend Weston is Lauren and I's best friend. He's been on the show. He might not like the story that being told publicly, but I just think it's so funny. I love it. So he, back in the day, you had to get these VHS tips. You know, that's they didn't have this pre DVD, right? Yes. To get one of these, this is like fifty six k. So you. Watching a porn back then was kind of scary because you had to put that thing in the family VCR. You had to hope nobody was around. Oh, yeah. If you, there's no pause and stop. It would like pause and then be like this. Remember the like little like yeah, lines be, on the screen? But right. like could full be, bush. This was a different time, right? This was these these videos. Anyways, we used to, we said there's this older guy in the neighborhood and we tracked down these porns and he'd give us these VHS and probably, you know, have them. And um, you had to hide the VHS, right? It's not like <laughs> hiding on the phone. There's no like, you can't like, you can't put it like, Summer project, you know, my book report on, you know, Christopher Columbus, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> you can't put in a file and like have it pop up. So you had this VHS, like, what do you do with this thing? So my, my, my friend Weston, he took this VHS that he had and he put it in the Men in Black it, video. He cassette. relabeled it? Yeah, because at that time, Men in Black had been played out. Nobody wanted to watch anymore. She's like, this is the safest place to put it. Oh, like, no. Love was smoke, but if the movie was done. Right? Oh, no. Or so you thought. So we thought. And his dad came home one day to go on a trip. And wanted to t- take all these all these tapes, so he ripped out like all, all the tapes. He took Men in Black, and he went off on his trip, and obviously went to put on Men in Black, even though it was past its prime. And I don't know why he was watching that. Not something new. Oh no! And lo and behold, porn starts blasting. Oh no! Luckily, it was his dad. But I'm just saying, like kids these days don't know the struggle. If it was his grandma or his mother, well, who it knows who he was watching worse. it with? That's true. But, I'm. That's, that's, I just want people to know how difficult it used to be. It was hard. It was hard. Why? Hence why you would call a 1-800 number because that was. No, I get it. I get it back in the day where you would call it. Oh dear. Hopefully that story wasn't pointless and redundant. No, you're right. It was a lot harder. And nowadays you could just like, probably that's why people used to just close their eyes and use their imagination. (laughs) Has anyone ever heard of their imagination in 2021? I feel like that's a word that we're not using enough. I think our kids should do it. Be more analog. Close your eyes and think about it. They won't. Uh-uh. It's phone, it's computer, it's laptop, iPad. I like to talk to my son sometimes when I lay in bed and he there's a little day bed in his nursery and his he'll be in his crib, which he's about to outgrow. And I like to tell stories without a book. Just That's be like, nice. This morning we woke up and narrate the day. That's cute. I feel like that is how my parents helped me use my imagination at home with, you know, like, it's cute. I, I agree. Thank the you. imagination thing. The other day I said to my Michael, I said, no more cartoons unless it's in another language. Because at least if we're going to be watching cartoons, right. it's got to be in another language. At least. Right. Because right now, I don't know if you know this cartoon called Bluey. Bluey. No, I don't. Don't On start Disney. it. Don't start it. Okay. It's good, actually. It's good. But like, sh- Bluey, 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 Bluey. And Shark. Mm. Do you, you know Baby Shark. Yes, we love that song. How many times a day do you have to listen to it? I have to listen Not to it that about, many. Oh, you've never had to listen to it about 70,000 times? Uh, no, he's like, we have a, a Jeep and like those G-Wagon cars that he's like still not tall enough to reach the gas pedal of it. But one of the songs is Baby Shark. Okay. So it's not that much. Oh, you gotta give much. me some tips. Yeah. I wake up I'm and she, she, she doesn't even open her eyes and she goes, do, 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 do. Oh, that's a, but music is so good for them. It is. I can only hear shark. Like I don't. I would rather Michael go to the medical building in New York mm-hmm. if I have to keep listening to that song. Yeah. I do have to go to New York in two weeks. 
I'll be there, bitch. He actually is going to New York. We'll go for a walk. Mercedes, you can come back anytime. I think next time you come on, you're going to come on with your husband, Tommy. Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out, your Instagram, your new podcast, everything you're working on and where we can watch shots. And and what's the app called? Oh, no. There is no app. It's only our podcast, which we're so incredibly proud of, is Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. You can find it on all podcast networks and platforms, I mean, and Shaw's is on Bravo. And I don't think there's anything else, honestly. Your Insta handle. Okay. I'm at Mercedes Javid on on the gram. Amazing. And tell your mom that I'm her biggest fan. I'm going to walk home to her house from here because that's how close we live. Tell her I like love her. I, she'll be like, everybody loves me. True. I mean, <laughs> true. Thanks for coming on. Come back anytime. Thanks Thank for you, having me. Do you want to win a copy of Get the Fuck Out of the Sun? We talk about dermaplaning and shaving your face with women's razors in the book, which is so fitting. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this podcast with Mercedes on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. Thank you guys again for the support with the razor launch and for rating and reviewing the show. And we'll see you next time.